You're listening to Art and Magic, and I'm your host, Devin Walls. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Happy summer. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it is June 2021. We just had the summer solstice, which is crazy to me because I think that means we're like halfway through the year. I I don't know how that happened, but hi, here we are. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into navigating social media as an artist in 2021. If I were to do this episode a year ago or two years ago, it would probably be pretty different than what I'm going to talk about today. It would probably look a lot more like practical tips and tricks for growing your account and engaging with your followers and organizing your content and things like that. And there's going to be a small amount of that in this episode, but it just didn't feel as relevant to me in this moment. I I think what feels more relevant are the questions and issues that I know I'm grappling with and the creatives that I talk to are grappling with when it comes to this platform. And so we're going to get into more of a discussion about those, how we can navigate them, um, how we might need to think about them. And my hope is that you will feel less alone, that we can start thinking about these questions in bigger ways, that we can stay grounded in our trajectory and in our work outside of the platform, and that we can, to the best of our ability, still find the positive uses for Instagram Um, and move forward in the most integral way for our work and for our mental health. That's what I'm really interested in in this moment. So this is a topic that I've, I've kind of been putting off. You know, I've had this show for a while now, and I've yet to do a full on episode on my own about social media, even though it's something that, you know, is a big part of what I use and do as an artist. And You know, that's because I have an imperfect relationship with the platform. I'm also not the ideal Instagram user. You know, I I don't create a ton of content. I don't have a consistent posting schedule. I do a lot of the things that you're technically not supposed to do. So I guess I kind of want to preface that with this. Like, I'm in your same boat in this department. And yet, I have benefited from the platform. I've gotten opportunities from the platform. It is where a lot of my sales come from. So it is something that I regularly engage with and think about, probably not unlike yourself. Also, in this department of having an imperfect relationship with the platform, it got me thinking about, I don't know if a perfect relationship is actually possible because this is an imperfect tool, right? Like, I think that's a good place to start. We know this. The platform wasn't built for the sustainability health and success of artists and creators. It's built to sell ads and hold attention of users. Yet, it has its benefits. So this is kind of where we're starting. It's not ideal. (laughs) It's probably never going to be optimal for your process and even your marketing. Yet, it's helpful. And so how can we improve our relationship? How can we use it to the best of its ability, but not let it get us down because it wasn't built for us in the first place. So that being said, I asked you guys what you are most struggling with when it comes to Instagram. And there were some very clear, distinct things that came up 
So I'm going to address like the main issues I think that we're all grappling with first. And then within that, like what is the healthiest possible outcome for these issues? And then at the end, I'll talk about what I still think the positive uses are for the platform and how we might best move forward, you know, for our work, our success, and as always, our mental health. So let's go ahead and get into it. So by far, I think the thing we're struggling with the most, myself included, is the demand for content versus our natural pace of creating. I think versions of this can be overproducing work just so you have something to post, sharing things that aren't really ready yet, um, feeling like you have to be an entertainer or a content creator and make all these like reels and videos when you really don't want to be. Um, creating just for the platform itself, which all inevitably can lead to burnout. Man, you guys, this has been such a big one for me this year. And I, as I have said a million times since January, I've been working really slow. And what that has done is illuminate the ways in which I run my business or have to market my art that don't drive with painting really slow. So, you know, on a personal note, the way that I've been quote unquote dealing with this is kind of just to rebel and be like, I refuse to change my ways or speed up my process for the sake of Instagram. So that's looked like, as you might know, a lot of inconsistent content. Um... Yeah, taking weeks off, not having new things to post. Sometimes I'll post old work and make announcements about other things, but only when I really feel like it. I am not doing it just to do it. I've made like one reel and that was fine, but I I am not personally in the habit of making content just to make it. I used to be so much more that way. And then what happened was I got a lot busier in my actual work, like doing commissions and murals and projects. Um, and my work became more demanding that I didn't have as much time. I don't have as much time to do this content creation stuff. Whereas when business was slower, I had a lot more time to actually look like I was a busier artist. It's kind of ironic how that works. I guess I'm just naming that. So anyway, through this experience of kind of like rebelling against the platform and making slower work, it has brought up a lot of like qualms for me. One is that, you know, I think Instagram has actually changed a lot of what we even like because we're constantly being shown things that are easy to grasp quickly, that photograph well, and that influences our taste because those are the things we're seeing because they perform the best on the platform. And so rather than valuing work that takes longer to digest, that might need to be seen in person, um, our tastes are just changing, you know? It's just a shift in what's becoming like trending, popular, um, desirable maybe even for like galleries and other businesses because they are also just trying to survive. And so this is just something that I like to be mindful of. And I like to be mindful of it because when it comes to my own work, when it feels like I'm really going up against the grain to create work that takes longer or not have things to post. And then I feel like kind of in this realm of doubt or insecurity, I like to remind myself that that doubt and insecurity has been amplified by the shortened attention span of social media. So I'm just putting that out there. 
Um, and then aside from the way it has influenced our taste and what we might want to produce or might even be attracted to ourselves, I've really noticed how social media <laughs> like goes up against the grain of what a natural creative process is. You know, I, in my own process, like I don't always have things to photograph. I have a lot of failures. I have things that just aren't ready to be shared. Like sometimes things need to be kept quiet. And to be honest, like bringing my camera phone, smartphone into my studio process uh, to create a reel or a video or a story is not always best for my process. In fact, most of the time it's not. And so that's just something else that I like to be mindful of as well. Okay, so these are just my personal thoughts, but they've led me to some bigger questions that I think are good for all of us artists to think about. So the story of Instagram, if there if there was one, is that if you share content like every day, if you make a super funny or engaging reel, if you constantly comment back to everyone, you will have success on Instagram. People will like your posts, they will share your posts, and you will get followers, and you will blow up and be this huge success, and or at least (laughs) some more work. So I think the first question is like, is that even true? Is it true that if I abide by all these Instagram rules and keep my engagement up, that my art career will be more successful? Genuinely, I think the answer to that is maybe, possibly. As we know with the algorithm, there are no guarantees and it's kind of an uphill battle, but hypothetically, you could turn yourself into a content machine, learn to cater to the algorithm as best as possible for the moment, um, and probably more people would have their eyes on your work. Follow-up question is, would that actually result in more sales and opportunities, which I imagine is what we're actually wanting here. We, we want money in the pocket, not just likes on the photo. And I think the answer to that is sometimes. Okay, but then what I really care about is if I turn myself into a content machine and let's say I make an extra... I don't know, 3,000 a year, 10,000 a year. It's hard to put a number on it because it's such an unknown with Instagram, right? There is no guarantee that getting popular or having engagement is going to result in more money. But even if it did, I think the question is still, is that worth it? Is it worth selling your soul a little bit and your creative energy in order to rise to the top, if that's even possible, on Instagram? And in my opinion, the answer is no. And when I say no, it's not worth it, I also mean no, it's not worth it in a financial sense as well. And here's why. The driving force for my art career, and even for, I think, my quote-unquote success potential or already had success on Instagram, is always, first and foremost, staying in integrity with my work, which also includes staying in integrity with my health and mental health. I am absolutely not perfect at this, but that's the intention. If it's a choice between channeling my creative energy into having all this content to post or channeling my energy into high quality work, work that requires experimentation, time, things to not share, etc. I really believe the latter is what's going to bring me more success. So I would rather sacrifice some engagement or followers or whatever on Instagram and make better work, 
not just from this like high horse place of like, I value my art overall, which is also true, but also literally from a success on Instagram place, because truly I have noticed it's the better work that continues to push me forward. Not the algorithm, not popping off with a ton of likes, even if that does happen like once in a blue moon. And you know, it's very fun and exciting when it does. Overall, I think the reason I've seen opportunities and sales increase is because my work has improved. And so I think for me, it's more valuable to take a longer period of time with the work, not get caught up in the content game, and then post that higher quality work more infrequently. And there's an added benefit to letting my desires and creative needs run my Instagram decisions rather than letting the rules of Instagram run my Instagram decisions. And that's that I feel a lot less resentful of the platform. Something I hear from a lot of artists and creatives is like they're just burnt out. They're frustrated. What's the point? Like this isn't worth it. This isn't right. Like there's all these feelings I think that can come with Instagram frustration. And I really have to say, even though I am imperfect and not the best performing person on Instagram, I don't actually have a ton of those feelings. And I think it's because I don't let the rules of Instagram run my show. It's kind of like being boundaried in a relationship, right? Boundaries help us um, stay in good relationship with that person. But if we overgive and we do things we don't want to do and we become codependent and all this, pretty soon we're going to start to really resent that person. And then our relationship like kind of goes down the toilet. We know how this works, right? So there's a longevity to that as well. Like the less resentment I feel towards the platform, the more likely I am to use it when it does feel right and when it can benefit me. Okay. So practical tips for posting content, but not feeling like you have to do it all the time and having it interfere with your process and your energy as little as possible. One thing is that if I'm going to record a part of my process, I do it just on my phone, like with my camera rather than with my story so that I can pick up little pieces of what might be happening in my studio, but then not have to take the energy in that moment to put the whole story together. I find that that keeps things a little more boundaried when I feel like it. I don't do that all the time, but if I'm going to record my process, I find that to be really helpful. In terms of the amount to be posting, because that's kind of what we're talking about in this like process versus content creation issue, um, I think that's really personal. I have noticed from talking with and working with a lot of different artists, what feels genuinely okay for you is going to be so different from artist to artist. Some artists like really do feel fine posting Monday through Friday. And if that's you, I think that's awesome. I interviewed um, Sarah Schroeder for the Patreon. Little plug, if you want to hear that awesome conversation, you should go become a patron. Um, and she, we had a whole conversation about Instagram and she posts Monday through Friday. And that's an improvement for her because I think she was posting seven days a week. And for her, that seems to work well and feel really good. So first and foremost, I think it's like tuning into what's genuinely good for you and your process and what feels okay. For me, that would be like so overload. I can't even tell you. And so 
I try to keep in the back of my mind that I would like to post something to my feed once or twice a week. When this new collection comes out, I'll probably post a lot more because I'll have more things to post and I'll be genuinely excited and ready to post them. So that's key for me too. But in a more quiet season, I think a couple things here and there seem to work for me. And then there's also weeks where, you know, honestly, I'm engaged with other things in life. I might be dealing with a family crisis. I might have a really tough emotional week where I just need to be off the platform. Um, And I think that that's completely okay too. And again, returns to the integrity of my health and my work. So those are my two tips. Know what actually feels ideal for you and then keep that in mind as a loose structure and try and do your recording as much off the app as possible. Hey y'all, we'll get back to the episode in just a minute. Uh, But first I want to talk to you about selling framed prints of your work to your collectors in the absolute easiest way possible. And that is by using the Frame It Easy Shopify app. So this is a total game changer for how you sell prints. First of all, I already love Frame It Easy frames. They're where I already refer my collectors. And now with this app, all you have to do is upload the digital file of your work and Frame It Easy takes care of everything else. They'll provide the size options, the styles, and they'll ship it right to your collector's door with your own branding on it and everything. How cool is that? To get started, all you have to do is set up your Shopify store and search Frame It Easy within the Shopify app to install it. Then you upload the file of the work you want to sell and that's it, you're done. And just for being a listener of this show, you can get $100 towards sample frames, what? By going to frameiteasy.com backslash artmagic, also in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so the next biggest thing I think we're all struggling with is dun, da, 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 the algorithm. Man, do we hate that algorithm. And just when you have it figured out, it changes up on you, makes you want to get off the whole platform, makes you want to complain and post about it. I get it. Straight up, it's horrible. Honestly, my MO, much not unlike what I kind of already mentioned, is just not to dwell on it. When it comes to the algorithm, I genuinely just feel like, okay, it is what it is. Although I do empathize with and understand the frustration of having something new that you really want people to see and it just doesn't reach as many people as it should. Um, And I get that, just like empathetic moment for what we're all going through in that department. So if you are feeling really frustrated with the algorithm, I have a couple pieces of advice. The first is simply just to divest from Instagram in the ways that you need to. That could look like divesting from the algorithm giving you validation that your work is good. It could be releasing that high engagement guarantees that you're going to be a successful artist or some kind of indicator for how good or bad you are. Um, That goes for your self-worth too. I know we probably don't actively think of our self-worth as tied into the performance of our posts, but I do think that if we're not mindful, we can start to get really down and insecure and doubtful, and that might need to be when we check in about how we're letting 
something that really doesn't have a lot to do with us, meaning the CEOs of Instagram (laughs) deciding what's best for their business and writing an algorithm based off of that, that has nothing to do with us. So we don't want to let that determine how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. Another really big thing that we might want to divest from is the idea that Instagram is the only way of getting our name out there. Now, it is helpful. And I actually do think it's smart to have an Instagram and to use it. And we are going to talk more about that. But when we feel like it is our only hope for selling our work, it's not a good feeling. So this is the part of the conversation where I have to, even though I don't want to, (laughs) encourage you to build your newsletter. That is something that has consistently been said and remains true since the beginning of Instagram. So if it was important then when I started, like in 2015, it is certainly important now. You don't have to make a big thing of it if you don't want to. You don't have to be somebody with the most active newsletter ever. But I do think having a way for people to join that, um, people who have already bought from you, past collectors, like adding them on there, it is... It is such an important tool for you um, to feel like you're empowered to reach people beyond whatever Instagram decides to do with itself. Okay, so that's kind of my moral of the story for the algorithm. It's out of our control. How can we manage our expectations and our energy and make sure that the ways of the algorithm don't dictate our entire career? That being said, there, there is information to be gained about how your audience responds to your posts and to your work. But it's nuanced. This is such a nuanced conversation. On the one hand, the posts that do better for me often do show me work that's landing with my audience, photographs that are well done, etc., etc. I don't always want to use that information to influence my work. This is really personal, depending on the kind of work you make. I've talked about this before. I think that there is a spectrum of commercial work on one end and fine art on the other end. And a lot of us are in a big gray area there. And I don't think that there's anything inherently better or worse about what side of the spectrum your work falls on. But I do think it's important for you to know what feels right for your work and for your business model in that department. So with that in mind, I think that if your aim is um, client-oriented and a little bit more of the commercial variety, you're probably going to pay a lot more attention to what people respond to and like. While if you live more on the fine art side of the spectrum, you're probably going to pay a little less attention to that. Um, Maybe, not necessarily, but it's possible that that's more driven by what you feel called to create and maybe even what an academic might think about your work or a curator um, or someone like that versus your collector base or your online audience. Okay, so that all being said, uh, that's going to determine maybe the amount at which you want to let your audience's opinion and or engagement levels influence your future decisions. But whatever amount you're going to take that in at, um, engagement is often good information about what's landing with the people who follow you. And this is something that's been talked about a lot. You know, it can be really helpful to take that information and kind of keep it in the back of your mind, where if you were choosing between two different color schemes or things to create and they both felt equal to you, 
you might maybe consider what your audience has responded to in the past and use that information in that way as it feels appropriate for your work. And then even just outside of your work itself, there's good information in your engagement levels about what kind of photos are landing, what kind of captions are landing, um, things that don't necessarily have to do with your work, but have to do with how you're presenting your work. And so I think that if we can just take this information lightly, considering the fact that the algorithm's unfair, but even with that, what's performing better or worse, um, it's good information for how you can perform better on the algorithm and good information for how you can do well with your business in general. So for example, you're not gonna get that kind of feedback with a newsletter. You might get email responses and that can give you some feedback. Um, or even a gallery show, your only feedback will be what actually sells. I think Instagram is an interesting opportunity to see immediately in the moment, what are people's like emotional reactions to what you're posting. So that's valuable, right? That's valuable because even though we don't like to think of ourselves as a business, usually in most cases we are. Here's where this conversation really needs nuance. <laughs> Yes, this is good information, but it is not always the end all be all for which of your pieces are actually better or worse. Because so much of what might be amazing about your art might not be well communicated through somebody's less than one second interaction with it on a very small digital square. So basically the information that you're getting from your engagement is how well it's doing in the context of Instagram. And if that's the only way you're selling your work, that might be the only thing that actually matters to you. But in general, I think it's healthy to have other ways of selling your work, connecting with people, um, getting your work out there, etc. So it's good to know how your work might perform in different contexts, like in person or within a feedback group or a crit group. Um, the engagement you get on Instagram, I personally think, and this has just been the case for me, is best received as a small part of a bigger picture. So let the algorithm give you information, but don't let it be the whole story. Consider untangling from it in the ways that you need to, and honestly, just kind of letting it be what it is and not expecting that engagement is gonna be like it was back in 2014 or whenever these heydays were, and I think it's best for us to just like move forward from here, take the benefits that we can and kind of leave the rest and, and let us invest our energy in other places. Okay, so the last biggest struggle I want to talk about is how the heck do you grow and get more followers? This is something that personally I don't focus on as much anymore and we'll get into why, but a lot of you wrote in about, and I... I really understand and empathize with if you were just starting on the platform today, like you just opened up your art account in 2021, the challenges you would face and the frustration you would feel in terms of like just getting enough people to see your work at all. So let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, when it comes to followers, I 100% believe it's about quality versus quantity. Having a lot of followers that don't really know you or aren't invested in your work is really not going to do anything for you. You would be better off having like 25 dedicated people. We know this. 
So this is where I'm probably just going to be echoing a lot of what people talk about when they talk about uh, using Instagram well, and that is to just focus on connecting with the people who are already in your cohort, right? Um, So if you have 10 followers, like how can you connect with and provide quality content to those followers? And the reason for that is a one, that's what's going to result in sales and money, which again, should be why we're doing this. I mean, not that you need to do everything for money, but if you're a working artist, I'm, I'm guessing that you care about that. And also, I think the best way to grow in 2021 is by people sharing your work. And people share what they're excited about, what they connect with, what they're wowed by, what gave them something to be a part of. Um, There's like a whole list of these things. I think that on Creative Pep Talk a while ago, they didn't, he did an episode on this. But basically, your ability to connect with your current audience is going to be uh, the rate at which you grow. I think this is why we see meme accounts, therapist accounts, comedy accounts, uh, really cool dance accounts, like shareable content is what is blowing up in this day and age. Uh, And I'm not saying we have to be like that, but just pointing to like, yeah, that's what's happening is the things that are easily shared. Um, Those are the accounts that are probably growing. And while growth might seem challenging, Something I want to point to is that there are accounts that are doing really well. There are new people coming onto the platform every day and finding success. It's really easy to feel like this is a completely hopeless space, and I very much understand those feelings. But I also like to remind myself, like, no, people are still showing up here and benefiting right? And sometimes they're blowing up. Sometimes they're just finding their community. Um, I'm going to talk more about the most positive uses I see for the platform in just a second here. But on this note about growth and followers, I kind of just want to leave you with that. Like, I do think it is worth it to create a quality profile. And maybe you're going to grow really big, or maybe you're going to stay really small. Um, But it's important to realize that that isn't really what matters, um, especially when it comes to the success of your art and your art career, which is what I'm mostly concerned about. Okay, so this leads me to the part of the conversation that I've really just been wanting to get to this whole time, which is how can we move forward in the best relationship possible? And like, how should we be using this platform to make it work for us, for the artists? For me, the main way I've been using it is just as a portfolio. It's important for me to have a well-presented page so that people can easily look me up, see what I do, get on my website, hopefully get on my newsletter, get to know me a little bit. Um, Maybe the algorithm will keep us in touch. Maybe we will drift apart within the sea of content. but it's still important for me to have a place to send people because like it or not, this is still where a lot of your collectors are hanging out. A lot of people who are like scouting for opportunities are looking for people. This is where they're at. So I do think it's important to have a nice place for those people to find you. To be totally honest, one of the main ways I've been benefiting from being on Instagram in the past two years is just people looking for a muralist or a collaboration partner or a local artist 
and they are scouting like my style or my local area and coming across my profile. I'm not necessarily getting those opportunities because my engagement is super high. I think I have like, if I were to rate my engagement given the new <laughs> ways of Instagram, I'd probably give it like a B or a B plus. Um, but they're finding me because I'm making myself searchable, tagging my local area and have a well-presented profile. Again, reiterating, that doesn't have a whole lot to do with my amount of followers or even with the algorithm. So that's number one, using your profile as a portfolio and a place to be found. I think the next best use for Instagram is as a place to make connections. Um, the power of sliding into people's DMs, man, I'm telling you, it's how I've made friends. It's how I've met mentors. It's how I've been able to meet other people in person. It's how I've connected with gallery owners and local opportunities. And another thing I love about this is it doesn't demand me to use the platform in a way that's um, contradictory to my health or to my process. With all of that in mind, I would say it's absolutely worth it to me to still be on Instagram, to still post things, to every now and then make some fun content when I'm feeling up to it, when it feels fun and not draining. The truth is, is I enjoy sharing. For me, part of being an artist is I want to put my work out there. And I do think in a lot of ways, Instagram can be a fun way to do that. Um, but because of the nature of how it works, these check-ins about how is it best used, how can I use it in a way that's healthy for me are so important. I wanna wrap up this, this TED Talk, <laughs> this episode, um, by saying that you know while the algorithm might be slow and the platform might be a bit quote-unquote broken for artists, I still have the belief that if I make the work and I invest my energy into making the best work that I can make in this moment, that's the most true and powerful for me, it will get seen by enough people or by the right people in order for me to keep moving forward. I believe that my work has a power and a purpose and a trajectory that in the big picture is not going to be dictated by the unpredictable ways of Instagram. It's so much bigger than that. And as artists, we're resourceful. You know, we're passionate. We're, we're going to figure out what it takes to get our work out there and have it meet the right people. For now, for me, that's might be using Instagram in the positive ways I just mentioned. In 2022, who knows what's gonna happen? We might be having a totally different conversation, but nevertheless, I know that there will be a path, there will be a way, and maybe it's going to be Instagram, maybe it isn't. And so if I could leave you with like a last thought or piece of advice, it would be just like put the energy back on your work. Use Instagram as the tool slash the imperfect tool that it is as it benefits you. And just like, don't even think about it other than that. Honestly, it's not worth your energy. There's so much about it that you can't control and your energy is so much better served. Um, thinking about how to make real connections with other artists and people who can help you and developing your work and your practice. 
I hope this discussion served you in some way, whether that was just you feeling less alone or thinking about what your best uses and healthiest practices with the platform might be. I would really love to hear your thoughts on this one in particular, because like I said, I think we're really all in the same boat. If you have like follow-up questions or thoughts, you can email me. Uh, My email is devinleewalls at gmail.com, which is in the show notes. And lastly, I would love to invite you over to the Patreon. Patreon is poppin'. We have one bonus episode happening every month. Like I said, last month was Sarah Schroeder, um, which was an awesome conversation. There's also early access to my new work and behind the scenes of my process. I've been sharing a lot of digital sketches, which kind of gives you a preview of where some of like my new larger pieces are headed. Uh, So that's been really fun. The link to that is in the show notes. Other ways you can support the show are by sharing this episode because we all know that shareable content is how things reach people. So that really is what keeps the show finding new ears and helps us get the word out. Um, Also, your ratings and reviews on the Apple Podcast app are so appreciated. Thank you so much to everybody who has left one. Um, If you haven't done so yet, you can just scroll down, hit the five stars and write what you're enjoying about the show. And I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you next time. And until then, I'm sending you lots of love and tons of magic.